Today on our show, we're going down the top 10 indie songs of the 2000s, the first decade of the 2000s, with special guest B Dizzle from B Dizzle. We Watched a Thing podcast. What up? Yeah. Welcome to episode 412, sorry, 413 of the Countdown Podcast. 413, yeah, did we say 412 before? 413. <laughs> okay, my name is Wayne. And my name is Paul. Welcome to the podcast. We count down stuff in order of awesomeness so you don't have to. And today's topic is one which, well, we think some of our listeners will take right to heart and others might struggle a bit with, including Wayne. Damn right. And that is the top 10 indie songs of two, the 2000s. What we mean by that is 2000 to 2009. And because I knew Wayne's game would be piss weak, mm-hmm. I thought... We need to have someone whose music street cred precedes them. Someone who will bring the indie of the indiest to the show. And immediately my brain went to the B-Dizzle from We Watch The Thing podcast. Billy, welcome back to The Countdown. Mate, thank you guys so much for having me. This is exciting. I'm, I'm really pumped for this. <laughs> um, may I say something, Paul? Well, please. Wait, what, what, um, what, when don't you? Oh, uh, well, okay. Let me just talk about this, okay? I, in high school was, you might call militant on my views in pop What? Music. No. <laughs> That's right. I was surrounded by a bunch of goths, a bunch of motherfucking dweebs, a bunch of Red Hot Chili Pepper fans like fucking Paul. <laughs> the fuck? Um, yeah, you and your fucking green jelly and all that horse green shit. Green jelly? Fuck that shit. I found that legendary anyway, Harley House of Love exactly. song Exactly. Who the fuck knows what that is, all right? So there was a lot of that going on around. I would go to a goddamn party and they would just put on shit like that, right? And I'd be like, yo, what is this shit, okay? And so, as a result, what you have here is uh, a connoisseur like Billy, and then, you know, Paul, and then, like... And then, you know, Paul. Okay. And then, you know, Paul. Like, Paul, who <laughs> likes all of this shit, and, like, the, and, and let's face it, if you're a cool person, you like indie music, okay? If you're a deeny, tweeny, bopper motherfucker like myself, you like mainstream bitch music, all right? <laughs> so, I understand that there's, there's, there's two cooler motherfuckers we, than me over we here. We did your pop. Yeah, and uh, by the way, we're doing your in our. I completely understand. So what I'm saying to you guys is that we're going to have to define what you guys call indie. All right, this is a tough one. (laughs) Well, because I actually looked it up. It says here that independent music or indie music is music produced independently from commercial record labels or their subsidiaries, which may include autonomous do-it-yourself approaches to recording and publishing, like punk and so on. So everyone, indie should, in theory be about the actual label. However... Yeah, I would agree. However, there are people, like all the lists that I've looked at, there's people throwing yeah. down bands oh, like Radiohead. Yeah. And these are the I'd biggest like, bands yeah. in the world. And, and look, I will speak to Radiohead. Please. Because the first six albums they did were signed to whichever label it was, EMI, I think. EMI is not a fucking indie label no, in my opinion. But then they went rogue and did everything else afterwards themselves. So technically they meet that brief in album seven onwards. So that means you However, have to pick a song from album seven on. Well, and that's oh, 100%, 100%. Think so. 100%. Really? That's how militant I was with it. I like, wasn't. I wasn't as militant <laughs> as B-Dizzle has been. But I want to now quote to you from musicindustryhowto.com. Over time, India has come to describe an aesthetic, an attitude, and a yeah. sound. Yes. So now you have to, like, even though a song was wildly popular, right? Yeah. For example, I think Outkast. Look, it's a little. No, let's, let's not drop names, but like that is my like, go-to yeah. for this was a Reddit list about twelve to eighteen months ago, 
where yeah. someone said, give me your top 25 indie songs of the 2000s and I'm going to compile this master list. Oh, um, I saw that thread. Yep. Yeah. And lots of people had Outcast. Lots of people had yeah. bands, which I just went, what? No, come on. That's not. Indie. Exactly. So I, yeah. a little bit of this, i got to be honest, was gut. This band, yeah, it came out on a major album, but the sound is indie. Yes, it is the. Yeah, I want to say aesthetic, but I don't know what the actual sound version of aesthetic is. But it's it's that it's there it has sometimes it's a feel, but that doesn't mean it can't be electronicy. That doesn't mean it can't Maybe be it's aesthetic. Is aesthetic? Is, is, I thought aesthetic was like visual. Anyway, whatever. No, um, aesthetic. I oh, know. Okay, <laughs> whatever. Sorry. We'll we'll do English class later. Uh, so what I'm saying is, yeah, okay, good podcast. I'll come up with shit, and you will know, listeners who are into like these guys, you'll be like, of course, Wayne would think that's an indie. Sport. Suck my dick, Wayne. I'm just glad we took it out of the 90s because I would expect the exact same list from you. Oh my god, dude! I didn't know about the 2000s thing until I had another look at the brief. I'm like, why isn't anyone talking about the Pixies? All right, and it's like shit. So I had to redo this motherfucker, like on not on the fly, maybe like a day or two. So there you go. Well, ballsy, stupid, but ballsy. Shocking that Wayne might have not got a brief right upon first glance. Look, um. Fuck you. So, all, right. <laughs> all right, so Billy, tell us then, because this is obviously not, there's no recount today. We're getting straight into it. Yeah, probably won't. Even, probably won't even go to a music break before we do so because there's one less song of it to mix okay. in. Yeah. <laughs> Diesel, how did you come at your list? You Dude, said I struggled. You said this was really tough for you. I like I listened to almost exclusively indie music to the point where. A lot of bands that are still indie but are a little bit bigger, I'm like, oh fuck, that's so mainstream. <laughs> like, Ooh, fucking so, knew it. <laughs> so, like, o- open. I, I'm a real fucking wanker. And I, I had this discussion with my former co-host Topher last night, where I'm like, nah, mate, no strokes, no shins, no Vampire Weekend, <laughs> Modest Ooh, Mouse. I almost, oh that, my god! All, all oh, these bands were on, on my on my short list. list. Not even yeah, Modest all, Mouse. Not not Modest Mouse. Wow, all okay. of them were on okay, my short list, and, and I was like, no. Nah, in my head, they're too big. And I came up with this kind of arbitrary <laughs> measurement for what I decided was okay to make my list. <laughs> you are going to and vomit at my list. Yeah, <laughs> so I, it I sounds spent, like you might vomit at my list. I spent so... Well, no, because I love all that music. Like I said, like Modest Mouse were initially quite high in my list. And then as I kind of started thinking about it, the issue for me was that 10 songs is not enough to do everything I wanted to do. Like it's not enough to have a list of the 10 best indie songs which a lot of people already know because they are the 10 best, and then also share some of my kind of love for right. true underground indie music. And I decided to go down that path instead. All right. So, so, you, so indie, it's indie to the indie, it beat as a list. Yeah. I've got a couple of songs on my yeah. list you cannot Which is why I find. think I'm going to lose the vote. Well, <laughs> maybe Wait. people will honour the, the spirit of your list. I've got a couple of songs on my list you cannot even find on Apple Music. That's how... I, I, yeah, I tried to keep mine as accessible as possible and I actually had to cut some songs because of that. I only have on one YouTube. song on my list currently that is on YouTube but not on right, Apple I got Music two as well. So, okay, yeah, cool. You know, I'm, what's the word, paddling around in a similar pool. I just don't think I'm <laughs> in as deep as you are. Whereas Wayne's yeah. on the bank saying, come in, it's not safe, you've just eaten. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm well, looking I, at my I hope you. <laughs> I hope you have some Modest Mouse, Wayne, because I'd love to hear some bangers. Look, <laughs> look I, I scrubbed off Float On at the very late thing, okay? Oh, so yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's my that, favourite. That was I love the that fucking was on song. my short list, yeah. Yep. yeah. It's too big, though. Ooh, all right, <laughs> all right. Fucking hell. Well, let's, without, <laughs> without any further ado, let's do this then. B-Dizzle. Yeah, you got to start, bro. Over in Canberra from We Watched a Thing, representing today, what is your 10th favourite indie song of the period 2000-2009 because your new co-host David has this weird fucking idea about what is a decade and he's an idiot. Yeah, I did have to clarify that with you. All right. 
My number 10 takes us over to your guys' neck of the woods, over in Perth, Ooh. Australia. Um, my list is quite local, too. I think I've got maybe half of mine are Australian nice. artists. Uh, but we start in the suburb of Bull Creek. Oh, shit. Where in 2003, the lead singer of indie rock band Jebediah yep. decided to kick off his solo career. And in his lounge room, using clothes errors as mic stands, he recorded this little indie album of music that he thought didn't fit with Jebediah's sound. It's like this mix of pop and folk and all this kind of random stuff under the name Bob Evans because he wanted to be able to tour kind of discreetly without people thinking, oh, yeah, fuck, it's Jebediah. Very indie. Um, yeah, so this track is a folk song called Sore Eyes. It's the last track from the album. Wow. And it's just him and the guitar. It's one take. You can hear his breath. You can hear his fingers scratching on the frets. And it is a very simple song. It's maybe five or six chords, but played in this beautiful pattern with a capo up real high. So it's just a really beautiful song. just redefined and recontextualized this list. I I, could... I'm making changes now as a result of this <laughs> fucking song. <laughs> I, I, got, I, got some, I got some news for you, though. Paul's ex-girlfriend went to school with this guy. Yes. You went to, with Kevin Mitchell. Yes, right. she, she did. Uh, I saw them last year in June. That was a free concert not far from our house, Wayne. I think you remember trying to drive around the outskirts of it, and it was absolute bedlam. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I tell you what, Jebediah, so it wasn't Bob Evans, it was it was Jebediah themselves. Yeah, yeah. Still incredible as a live act. They belted oh. out a couple of songs, which just yeah. made my tingle down the back of your neck. was yeah. just awesome. So they've still got it. He's obviously a very talented musician. If this was a list of 90s indie tracks, I probably would have had at least a Jebediah song on there. But his solo stuff is really kind of eclectic. And he's gone on to... This was the only one that he released independently. After this, he got picked up by... I can't remember who it is. But right, of course he, he had a couple of Radio Airplay songs after this. But I, I love that song so much. Nice. Well, what a way to kick us off. Wayne, who wants to go next? You, motherfucker. When right. I get along, this is going to be <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. All right, go ahead. That makes sense. <laughs> but let's bring it home in a painful, awful, horrible way. My number 10 is a song which which kind of, I don't want to say defines an era of my life, but it's a song of angst and trouble and kind of change. And it just really spoke to me at the time when it came out in 2005. And it's a band from, a song, sorry, from the band called The Mountain Goats. Which, oh, my God. Ooh, yeah, Hopefully that's indie enough, at least for Billy's. I, I have Mountain Goats on my list, Ooh. yeah. Obviously, I don't reckon this one. This is probably about. their biggest one. And I, from the sounds of things, you're going kind of obscure tracks of albums of one, no, one hit bands. So well done, you. This is called This Year from their. Not on my list. I yet. believe their third <laughs> album, which was called The Sunset Tree. And there's so much about this song that speaks to me because of that era in my life that when I, we were doing this list, I realized it wasn't on my Apple Music playlist and merely added to it. And now the last three days, I've been nothing but playing this song and a couple others later this over and over and over again. So I can't describe things as well as Beat Dizzle has. I'm just going to play you this sample. Into the driveway, the motor screaming out. 
That, that album was actually, I believe, their first as a full band. Prior to that, uh, they went by the name Mountain Goats, but it was just one dude, John Darnell. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> this is great. I'm just going to bring this on and say, I like it. It speaks to me. And then Peter Zook can give all the background. That's great. No, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you, sir. All right, then, Wayne. Time to bring this okay, first selection home. Okay, all right. Home. Now that you two people have depressed the shit out of me with your fucking music. I'm bringing an upbeat one, which I'm sure you will say is barely indie, but a lot of people agree it is an indie song. It's by a group called Peter, Bjorn, and John. Oh, yeah, okay. And oh, it's yeah. called yep. Young Folks. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. like, I, the first time I heard this was on an episode of Californication. But I actually love the opening. You can go right from the top of this one. Right, uh, right. And it's just like upbeat, whistly, and nice. He starts singing eventually, but it's a uh, yeah, it's an old fun. <laughs> Why <are> you promises? <laughs> um, yeah, big fan of that one. Um, I don't know really much about this this group at all. I can just assume that because one Peter, of them is Bjorn, John. Well, like all I can tell you is I assume I assume one of them is Swedish. Like it's all I can say. <laughs> Do you know this group, Billy? Can you tell us anything? I, I actually I actually don't. Good because really they were too mainstream and you didn't delve in. I get it. I get it. But I do actually love the way that that song makes me feel. I will say. So yeah, little fun in an otherwise drudgery kind of indie sort of like <laughs> landscape, shall we say? <laughs> All right. Well, there we go, Wayne, with the musical <laughs> history of. I hope to be a little bit. Your number Enjoy the uh, research work. Go on. <laughs> right here we go. A a subgenre of indie that I personally really love is what I like to call a person absolutely pelting the living shit out of a piano. While going mildly insane. <laughs> and I think one of the best at that is a duo out of Boston called the Dresden Dolls. I know of um, these people. Yeah, you definitely know uh, the lead singer, Amanda Palmer, is now married to Neil Gaiman. Oh, shit. Um, wow. So she's kind of now become a celebrity in her own right. But back in 2003, when they self released this album, uh, which they kind of defined the genre as punk cabaret. And the song I'm going for is called Girl Anachronism. It's on their first album, which is self-titled. And it, it's honestly staggering to believe that this is a duo of just a piano and drums because it sounds just about as heavy as any kind of heavy rock song. And you almost can't believe they get this sound out of these two instruments. Now, 
correct me if I'm wrong, did they have a much slower song which kind of cracked the indie scene in the 2000s? I just can't think of off the top of my head what his name was. Possibly. They had they did have one called Coin Operated Boy, That's which I one. think from this album might have cracked the Triple J Hottest 100. Yep, that'll be the one um, I'm, not, I'm familiar with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, I just want to mention to everyone, I wish I had recorded this video on this episode because Billy was just <laughs> headbanging and air pianoing that Dude, whole time it's, it's, and it was pretty it was pretty special. It was pretty special. <laughs> Uh, like you cannot hear that song and not like it just it's insane to me how heavy a sound they get out of a piano but yeah no i get that it's like um, it's actually kind of interesting interesting moves there my friend so a nice one <laughs> all right very nice billy uh, a band i'm familiar with but not the song so yeah the playlist which i hope is where our listeners will be able to come at this today like oh i'm making a playlist out of these, all these songs i'm gonna try and then you know obviously whittle down what you like based on your music taste my number nine is a song which I don't know, I think it spoke to me at the time that I kind of heard this in 2006 and reflected some of the stuff that was going on in my life and it's a debut song from an American rock band which is one member of which was royalty in terms of from the White Stripes. It's Jack White joining the Raconteurs and it's called Steady As She Goes. Now, Wayne, you probably never heard this song in your entire life. No, but I know I know of Jack White as, so. as a poor man's John Mayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I said that just to see your faces. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, Wayne. that was well worth it. That was well worth it. <laughs> what a cunt! <laughs> oh my god, that was some next level country. Oh, that's right, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, please go on, Paul. <laughs> Why, why don't we just actually wipe the taste out of that ridiculous <laughs> comment out of our mouth by by listening to the actual song? Uh, I'm having so much fun. That's a bit of a taste of the raconteurs and Jack White, who joined up with the guy's name is, I don't know, Brendan Benson, and they're the ones who wrote that particular song. And the whole thing is about, you know, should I be settling down? Should I be, you know, moving on from this wild life that I had before? And what did you decide upon, Paul? Uh, well, <laughs> I can decide one way. I would suggest, Wayne, that maybe you want to listen to this song quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree it's too late for me, Paul. Um, <laughs> So yeah, what what a splash to make. Although it doesn't, it makes a lot of sense that. And I could have, I could have gone the white stripes. Clearly, Billy isn't Wayne. Maybe is going the white stripes at some point in this list. No, no. But I know, I know the song I would choose. Seven Nation Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, yeah. is the anthem of my 2008 trip to Germany for Oktoberfest because they nice. would just rank crack that out every song and everyone, no matter what beer hall you were in, no matter what nationality you were, everyone would start going. And it was just absolutely incredible. So I have a soft spot for Jack White, and this band was a pretty good follow-up to the White Stripes. I have a question for you both. Where the fuck do you hear this shit? <laughs> like, like, how do you come across this shit? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's particularly I'm speaking to my to our uh, our US audience here, folks. We have a uh, a radio station called Triple J. Called Triple J. Now, back in the day, I'm talking the early aughts and onwards. Yeah, even the '90s, right? It was a predominantly indie, like alternative, I would say, yeah. music station. Now it's a little more mainstream. 
but yeah, still more indie than than, than what the mainstream. Yeah, you mainstream is. exactly. So that's uh, and I understand everyone listened to that in high school except me. So you see, uh, I assume you all came across <laughs> this over there. Two thousands right? for us, remember, of course, is not high school anymore. So yeah, you're right. Actually, they started playing a lot of rap um to start yeah. with but yeah um so yeah i just assume is, is that where you guys come across this stuff is yeah. that oh, or is it, do you go to do you go to vinyl record this stores your, this was your thing Beatle. but this this was part of why i picked the 2000s when paul came to me and said all right what decade do you want i was thinking of you wayne because i think that the 2000s is like simultaneously one of the best and worst year, like decades for indie because like indie was really kind of breaking out and going quite mainstream and also you had tv shows like scrubs and how i met your mother and you brought up one of the your first song you heard on california mm. Cali- californication <laughs> yeah, yeah you had shows like that bringing real indie tracks into people's lounge rooms every week which is the only you know, way like a lot of stuff i discovered back in the day through shows like scrubs or buffy the vampire slayer yeah. But I think also the reason a lot of my tracks are more local is back then it was kind of people handing CDs around and even like cassette tapes and stuff. Did you but, ever use those those clear TDK cassettes and, oh, and hand yes. them around? That was <laughs> yes. like gold in school. Everyone <laughs> seemed to have them and I would make a mixtape yeah. for a girl. She'd say thanks and still not yes. fuck me. Yeah. Yep. So like, <laughs> for all that effort. After all that. <laughs> Maybe you should have said, if I make you a, fu- uh, a fuck that tape. Would, that would just be predatory. I, I would never be that guy. <laughs> You're just hopeful. We're men. We have more hope than Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though. You just mentioned Scrubs. Laszlo Bane. Superman. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Mm, now I'm feeling bad about my list. Thanks. I Billy. never would have like heard that if it weren't for that. Exactly. Like, exactly. So, oh, okay. I mean, every, almost every episode Scrubs, they had such an incredible soundtrack. Like, And I have yep. at least one band on here that I did discover through oh, Scrubs. Awesome. Looking forward to hearing which yeah. one that one is. Ooh, nice. That's mine. We are over to Wayne now for his next indie song <laughs> well actually i don't know how you guys will feel about this one because i had something here right and then i heard about all this fucking obscure shit that you guys are talking about <laughs> and i'm like there is a song that i that i put off at the last minute but i'm sticking it in here now it's actually a song that i'm a little bit embarrassed that i like and i will tell you now in the spirit of being indie music person whatever you're going to hear it and go, what the fuck's wrong with you? John what happened? Ah, no, no, no. Not <laughs> indie. I'm telling you, motherfucker, you've never heard of this song and you will never hear it again. Okay. All right? It is a song, and this is, I don't even know if this is indie sensibility. The actual style of music, I would say, is akin to the soundtrack of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That's how fucking off it is. All right? Right, that's I'm a out. great soundtrack. It is a great soundtrack, right? Now, the actual band is called The Milk Carton Kids. That's right. Okay. Geez. And the song is called Honey, Honey. And I heard it the first time. Uh, sugar, sugar. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. But I actually heard it and I went, oh my God, listen to this. And I actually once played it for my then girlfriend. This is like a 2003 track. And she actually started dancing a jig in front of me in like to, to make fun of me. <laughs> Which is understandable because I know it's ridiculous. But no, no. I found it. All right, give it a try, Paul. Go for right from the beginning oh, because at the beginning, you're like, what the fuck? You're all going to say this, everyone. So strap in. Honey, won't you please sing another song? Honey, won't you please be gone? Your sentimental shake that rattles through my bones. Honey, won't you, honey, please move your honey on? Mama, won't you take, take another well, look, turn? I 
can't knock you for being indie. That's as indie as I come. That is fantastic. Wayne, I'm going to give you a list of artists to look up because I love that kind of music. Right? Dude, you should look up um, The Tallest Man on Earth, who is a Swedish... Wayne, write this down along with the listeners as well. Oh, no, no, you can cut this. (laughs) Look up The Tallest Man on Earth. He's a Swedish folk singer. Very similar style. I refuse to cut this. This is gold. Um, There's a guy from Melbourne called Tamas Wells, who I am convinced you will absolutely love. Beautiful. Oh, jeez. I'll think of more. I'll send you a list. But seriously. Post it. it. Great pick, man. That was good. All right. Well, I'm really happy that you guys that. Can I ask, what did that replace? That replaced uh, Gravity by the Super Jesus. <laughs> Holy shit. I um, love Stuart, the Super Jesus and I love Stuart that song. Rudd, Stuart Rudd, the bassist from the Super Jesus, is my uncle. What? what? No Holy shit. Yes, shit. 100%. Yeah. They're releasing a new song actually next week or week after that he's really pumped about. He thinks he's going to be awesome. really big. Really? Because Gravity yeah. has the best guitar riff I may have ever heard. Yeah, fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Good stuff. So in the Six Degrees of the Worlds thing, one of my best mates, he said one of the best gigs he's ever been to was seeing the Super Jesus in this little pub in London when they just started out. And he said all of them were so nice, including therefore your uncle, and hung out with him afterwards, had beers and did whatever else. That's so cool. There you go. Wow. wow, no, nice. I wish I left that in. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm leaving it all in. Good, That's good. fucking good. staying in. B Dizzle's uncle, Gra- Super Jesus releasing a new album, coming shortly. Cannot wait. Thank you Seems for that. Seems to be a few degrees of separation here. I know. Your girlfriend goes out with fucking Bob Evans, dude. Yeah. B Dizzle's related to Super Jesus. <laughs> Shit. I'm from Singapore, so I ain't related to anyone. <laughs> but have dated several girl band members. Oh, so yeah, they're 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 Okay. <laughs> Not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. Not a joke. Uh, all right, Bezel, your number eight. All right, my number eight. This is a band that I think, or I hope at least most of the Australian listeners are going to know. Because in the early 2000s, I was actually a massive punk. I loved punk music. And there was a band from Sydney called Frenzel Rom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, most famous for, they had one big hit, which was Never Had So, so Much fun. fun. Yeah. But they, you know, mostly known for really kind of crass punk like all your friends think you're a fuckwit but fuck you fucking fuckwit and you know at least we know that Russell Crowe's band's a fucking pile, pile of shit. shit I've heard that song and seen the music video they had yeah. one melodic song called You Are Not My Friend like from 1999 you are not my, yeah actually that might have also been a little bit of a hit for them yep um, but this is from their sixth album Sans Susie which was released in 2003 which is mostly kind of you know fun little crass punk songs but there's this one track in the middle of the album which is a pop punk banger, which is really kind of mostly out of step with Frenzel Rom. And it's so poppy that for no reason they named the song Cocksucker just so that it could never be played on commercial radio because they were like, fuck that. But it's got this amazing riff. It's got like backing vocal harmonies. It's I can't hear this and not want to air drum and air guitar and sing the fuck along. So Cocksucker by Frenzel Rom. We may have made the most accessible song we've ever had. Let's name it Cocksucker. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's pretty that's punk. That's these guys' that's MO. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. Wasting the rewards for oh, I'm feeling good Now that we're done for For oh, I'm fully sick Sick of the old way I feel like a smoke To start up a new day 
go. Wow. I've not yeah. heard that one before, but that's not a surprise. Getting a bit poppy. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when feedback and the like equals poppy for friends yeah. around, but I think I think you're right. So there you go. Yeah. Very nice. I had not heard that one before. I'm familiar with only the singles, but uh that, yep. That's a band that made it definitely made a splash on Triple J through the 90s and in those early yeah. 2000s. The 90s was kind of their peak period. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, oh my God, Mum changed the locks. Was the one <laughs> yes. <I> <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, geez, over to me. Shit, I'm not even close to organised while I randomly press buttons all over the place here for this episode. My number eight is a song that I mentioned earlier and then thought I cut out of my list but haven't. So I'm just going to let the the recognisable <laughs> nature of it do the talking. Oh, recognisable. Lovely. Ah, there we are. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Any more than that. That is all you need <laughs> from Seven Nation Army. Because I did think I cut it, but apparently my list doesn't lie, and I didn't. It made it to number eight. It was going to be my number one honorable mention, and with apologies to the Shins. So the aforementioned yep. rejected from um, New Slang. So yeah, there we are. Yep. That's my number eight. No more. I've already talked nice. about it. Very what nice. Intro needed. Very nice. Uh, now I'm glad you played that sort of relatively well-recognized banger, Paul, because mine is very well-recognized banger, and it is a typical type of track where it's like, sure, Wayne would think this is indie. It's, in fact, quite popular. It is the style that makes it indie. And I remember when I heard this song, I was like, this is odd, because it's the band is Alt-J, okay? Which I think we can all agree is kind of an indie band, except they have very popular shit. Well, they're not, they're also in the title. Well, I mean, there's a band called Camera Obscura, where I'm like, yeah, yeah you guys went Camera ahead and Obscura, just... Camera Obscura, great band. They are a great band, and they went ahead and just put the term obscure right in the fucking name. So... <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, Alt-J, this song, when I heard it, I was like, ooh, I love everything about this song, and I love everything that, like, even the, the lyrics and stuff that he's... It's not a typical ABA format that they're doing stuff in, but it's just great. It's left-hand free. And... It's such a cool song, and when I went to see, <laughs> this is it completely flies in the face of indiness. But when I went to see <laughs> Captain America: The Winter Soldier, it's on the fucking soundtrack, <laughs> and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so it's not very indie, but it's still indie before it got signed. So this is a great goddamn song. I don't even know if I know this this song or this band. Really? So yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, there you go, Wayne. You've, you've, you've stumped really? the indie people. No, nah, you stumped me. I don't. I don't what? know this song. Okay, <laughs> crank it up, Paul. Go right from the beginning. Wait, wait, wait. It's great. Bollocks, Billy. But me, he's <laughs> yeah. sure. I can't pick up sarcasm. Billy, it's, it's an invisibility of mine. No, no, no. Are you being serious? Billy? No, I'm being serious. Yes. I don't know this song. Yeah. Oh my god! Then it may be, okay. Well, you know, say my 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 complaint was you just went yeah whatever, Paul. But Billy doesn't know about it, so yeah, I'm amazed. Huh? Okay, uh, let's hear it. Let's see how indie this really is. <laughs> I just think you like the song because you're left-handed. 
Uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> probably got not nothing to do with it. <laughs> but um, it's like such a banging kind of tune. And because it was so off-kilter, it's like whenever I listen to a song and I like it and it's a young person's song, as in it's a current song, I'm always very excited. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm still relevant. <laughs> not. Uh, but that one there, I just loved it from the uh, second from I heard it. From the end it. of our podcast. Yeah, exactly, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised you neither of you have heard it, but that probably means it's a little yeah. popular. <laughs> well, my number eight, left hand free blown our minds. B Diesel, your number seven, nice. sir. All right, my number seven. Here is the band that I originally discovered through the TV show Scrubs. Um, it is the old 97s, who are an alt country band. Hmm. And these guys have been together since 1993. And apart from having a few songs on some TV shows like Scrubs, they really have not had any success except. This year, well, last year, I guess, they had an appearance in the MCU in the Guardians of the Galaxy Hello! holiday special. They are the alien band, oh, which is the God. only reason I watched that show. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Do you know this, Paul? Well, Am I, I sensing this thing? Yeah, that... Yeah, look, and that movie I'm not the musical sucks. guy. That whole special was shit, and it was particularly shit because the fucking there was so long spent on these two. But you're saying they're good musicians. Yeah. That doesn't. That they're doesn't great work. musicians. Yeah. They're led by this guy called Rot Miller, Rhett Miller. They started as alt country, and by the 2000s, they kind of morphed into power pop. The song I'm going with is from their 2004 album Drag It Up, and it's called The New Kid. got money, the money I deserve. He's got the goods, but he's not good for his word. I should be rolling in it. I've been working stuff. As for the justice, no one knows where, where. I'm gonna toil away until my judgment I actually quite like yes. that one too. It actually sounds like it's Man, from 97. Th- this was a really hard pick. I knew that this band was going to be in my list somewhere. I didn't know how high and I didn't know what song because they have released 12 albums now. Like I said, they've been together since 93. Almost every track is unskippable. It was really hard to pick which song was going to make this list. If every so track's I, unskippable, check them would, out. It, would it make it one of your most consistent albums of all time? Yes. Really? Yes. Damn. Which is that that's something else fun that I want to do at some point is yes. kind of compile a list of unskippable albums. Uh, I but, reckon that's a that might be a crossover countdown we could try and uh, get going because that might I'll be a come lot back of fun. anytime, mate. That might yeah. be a lot yeah. of fun. That song but sounds yes. like like you walk into a, a dark party with a lot of music oh. and there's a little of neon here and there maybe, but there's yeah. a lot of punks. That's what it feels well, like to me. Yeah, so these guys, they grew up playing Honky Tonks in Dallas and stuff. And really? this entire album in particular has that feel to it. Every song sounds like you're sitting in a dingy pub. Yes. Like even the recording quality, there's just something about yeah. it. It's like, the yeah. production is actually like that. And actually, it looks yeah. like, it sounds like they, they, I can hear the Honky Tonk, but then someone, someone stepped on a, a distortion pedal. Like that yes, kind of, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's what, yeah. So well, in the early 90s, they were very kind of Honky Tonk, but then they really morphed into Power Pop and they've got some really awesome stuff. Very Very nice. All right. My number seven is the first of the songs you cannot find on Spotify or on anything that resembles Apple Music. Very indie. Is my local entry. You've had Kevin Mitchell, a.k.a. Bob Evans. I'm having the Fergusons, who are so 2000s. They formed in 999 and split up in 2005 and went off and did their own separate things. And they were picked up by Triple J. 
Hence where I mm, heard of them. Mm, mm. This particular track, which was my absolute favourite, bought it on CD single because it was back before the days you could stream music. And again, probably represents an element of my life <laughs> and where I was at at this particular juncture. You were an angsty motherfucker, I was, weren't you? Yeah. I was. I think we worked <laughs> this one out. And this one, I can't go straight from the top because I want to I want to hit on uh, my favourite sort of bit of it, which uh, the song's called Everything's Gone Bad. Bloody hell, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> part about that song is it's actually the harmony Paul yeah it's actually the BVs and the harmony it's got a bit of everything this particular song and it drives me insane that every six or so months I, I since I got Apple Music and I've checked Spotify <laughs> I checked to see what's been released here and it hasn't yeah. I'm from fucking here <laughs> let me give you a little tip Paul I don't use Spotify or Apple Music I use YouTube Music right. everything you want is on there and that's why you played yeah, it on right. YouTube you know what I'm saying it's mm, like yeah. you can even get the music video at the same time it's like bonus yeah I don't know if this one had a music video it was that indie plus no ads <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that is true. I didn't I'm have just saying, behind Bob. the scenes, we had to wait a few seconds while that ad did finish up. That's my number seven. The Fergusons, everything's gone bad. Over to you, Wayne. Okay, we're back to happy people because guess whose turn it is? Um, <laughs> my, this uh, is a song that I heard on a movie called The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, Ben Stiller. Yeah, which, uh, by the way, I Remake. thought that would be a great movie. It's kind of not good, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the. the, the the movie what's the song the song is called lake michigan by a group called rogue wave uh ah. and that is this is uh yes well it's played through uh, at a very upbeat moment in the movie but i also find the song very upbeat and quite percussive in the way it's put together but also uh well you'll hear go right go right from the top Polly. it's a fun one Let it keep going, let it keep going. (laughs) You should have started from the fucking guitar then. Sorry, Clip Ring. I couldn't remember how many bars there were to start with. At some point, we get fucking edited off off the planet and the episode gets banned. Okay, but yeah, uh, fun little gig, uh, fun little song, and uh, actually kind of puts me in a good mood, especially the chorus, which if you ever listen to it, give it a try. Which had we let it play for the next three and a half minutes, you would have. So excellent. All right, that's our sevens. Over to you, B. It's all for your number six. All right, number six. You're going to like this one, Wayne. Because here's the thing about me. Indie is my bread and butter. My real genre is indie pop. You are going to like the top half of my list. My man. Much poppier, much happier. I got a shot. I got a good time with this. My number six comes from a British duo called The Boy Least Likely To, who in 2003, they met in school, started their own record label, 
And this comes from their second album in 2009, Law of the Playground. The song is When Life Give Me Lemons, I Make Lemonade. Jesus Christ. And a title that is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> they need to they need to call their names out. Almost every song of theirs is like a full fucking sentence long. But this is one of the most joyful songs you will ever hear. It's two guys and the amount of instruments they throw in there. They've got synth, they've got banjo, they've got amazing percussion, and you'll want to dance, my friend. I'm intrigued. Can't wait. Where would you like to take this one from, Beatizel? Let's go from the top. It's too hard to pick. Just, just let her play. I've been up, I've been down. I've always got my head in the clouds, hoping that I can find one of them that's silver lined. I don't care, it can rain all at once on my parade. Because when life gives me lemons, I make lemonade. Lemons, I make lemonade. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh man! <laughs> All right, so I fucking love it. The soundtrack Dude. to Bluey yeah, from <laughs> Beazle. <laughs> I love well, that. That's great. I knew, I knew I'd get judged for this, but this is the thing about <laughs> true indie music, man. Well, Show your passions, Wade. Exactly. <laughs> well, in the spirit of indie, is you never have to say sorry, or is that the spirit exactly. of exactly? Anyway. The point is- <laughs> Spirit of Wayne's life. I fucking man. love that. I'm keeping that on the Dude, fucking. That's good you, shit. You are gonna love every song that band has put out. It is like true Ooh. indie pop joy. Give me the name again. The, the band. The boy, boy least likely, likely to. Okay, I'm checking that shit out directly. Nice work, man. Nice very work. nice. Uh, very interesting. Very different. And boy, is this list maybe the most eclectic ever? Because we're gonna swing from that into some some indie rock, which is about as different as you could possibly be. <laughs> Uh, a band which, or a song of which, which I learnt to play very badly on the guitar because this is about the point in time where I picked up the guitar and started trying to learn my craft. Wayne is much better, surprise, surprise, at this yeah. than, than I am. No, no, that's very kind of you, but no, you're 100% <laughs> wrong. It's uh, from the Von Bondies. It pops up on most independent films in this era. It's called Come On, Come On. And it fucking rocks. Here we go. Emphatic. His, uh, nice. <laughs> vocals are giving me a little Curie vibe. Cures the cure a little, just from his, uh, you know, eh, not not so much the song itself, but raspy. Yeah, look, American band, and just yeah, hit me that that alt rock, indie rock is kind of my whole thing, and maybe there's no better song from the 2000s that represents that for me. The songs I like more, the songs that hit me harder, but yep. two and a bit minutes, two and a half minutes of. Uh, just pure kind of rock with that dun 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 which is actually nice based on I think but anyway nevertheless great song come on come on come on very nice very nice okay the next song I have then ladies and gentlemen is it's by a group called Passion Pit which I'm sure many of you have heard of this song is actually it's called Little Secrets and it is about I found when I was listening to it it seems like the song is about being on drugs in secret. Uh, and ironically, when I heard it, I was secretly on drugs. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait so it was a like Tuesday then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember I, I had been I had taken something of a spliff uh, to a nightclub, 
and kind of hit it kind of on the side, on the balcony kind of thing. And then I came in and this song comes in. And the actual song itself is about taking drugs to combat depression, but doing it secretly. However, it is the most upbeat version of saying that ever. And it actually, for me anyway, I think that the beat and the energy of this song completely belies its subject matter. Go ahead, Paul. Go on the top. A children's choir in a song about this stuff. It's really so funny. Choir, just <laughs> well, in the chorus, the children's choir ah, kicked in. Okay, right. But uh, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, you lost me the first yeah, nice. couple of bars there, but then it came back strong. So. It actually gets way better as you go along. It's so. Well, then um, why did you say come from later in the song? Because that's still the, that's that, that's still to me that's what gets you in. That da, 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 that okay. shit. Right. Yeah. So hey, but that's me. You know. So go ahead, Paul. Whatever works for you. No, not for me. We're over to beat it all for his number five. Let's go, dog. All righty, my number five. This is the track I have that is very sadly not available on any streaming services, right. but some champion has uploaded it to YouTube. It's another Aussie band, Gus and Frank, who in 2003 released, they've only ever released two albums and then just disappeared into obscurity. And this is another one of those just unskippable track albums. Uh, the song I'm going with, and you're going to like this, Wayne, it's very sweet, Ooh. very soft, very poppy. Love, love, love. Uh, <laughs> It's called The Umbrella Song by Gus and Frank. And I don't think there's ever been any better, simple, just the simplicity of this chorus, which is very simply, she walked out of the rainbow as I walked out of the rain and I put down my umbrella and let the sun shine in. And it is just fucking beautiful. If you just want, go from the top. If you want an indication wait. of just how indie the indie of this indiness <laughs> is, there are, I'm about the, the video I'm about to press play on has 64 views. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. But these guys are amazing. And this was one of those bands that I never understood how they were not the biggest band on earth because the genius in their indie pop songwriting is next level. They had one song called So Entertaining that I think made it, you know, low numbers on the Hottest 100 this year. Fuck, I've just thought of another song that you reminded me of that could be on my list. Damn it, on that same <laughs> That's basis. That's this show will go. Shit. Always how this show will go. All right, here we go then. Uh, Gus and Frank, the Umbrella Song. Hopefully this recording's good. I was living out of desperation All I had was my imagination oh, Desperate times call for desperate deeds Thought I'd given all the love this love I had to give Oh, then she walked out of the rainbow As I walked out of the rainbow Right, there's where the umbrella song comes from, and with thanks to Till, Tim the Toolman and the one upvote that's gotten from a B Dizay. Okay, well, good. Sweet, sweet, sweet as honey, my friend. Sweet as honey. Um, that's the kind of thing I'd listen to after a breakup, you know. But yeah. it is very nice. Yeah, I like the acoustic yeah. guitar stuff, man. You know how it is. He yes, does. he does. Yeah. All right, very nice. Then, so geez, back to me for my number five. Here is probably the biggest head. Oh, maybe you know, white stripes. 
the arguably second biggest headbanger on my list and a song which absolutely took off on Triple J. It has a bit of a backstory for me whereby one year I was hosting, and this year that it came out sort of circa 2003, 2004, can't remember exactly which one, whereby I said, this song will be top five and if it's not top five, I will run naked around the block. And that was taken on with great aplomb by many of the people at this particular Hottest 100 party that I was hosting. <laughs> was they there? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. It's a Triple J Hottest 100 party. No, so I used to go to those just to make fun of you. <laughs> it's Franz Ferdinand's Take Me Out. Oh, Let yeah. me tell you, there was a moment yep. when it got to number two and it hadn't been played where I started to doubt myself just a little bit. And then you slapped your dick a bit. Yeah, in case so like, then I went <laughs> Into the other room and started fluffing it, but then I didn't need to stop because it was number one. Here is, of course, the biggest song this band, which apparently they didn't want to put out. It was kind of like this side project they did. They weren't all that interested yeah. in it. They didn't like the song that much, but they released it nonetheless. I and it's their a, biggest hit by a million trillion miles. I heard a story that Franz Ferdinand was like an art school project, like that they actually like a uni kind of thing. And, and then it turned out that they were a massive, huge band. I do actually love this song. And I was going to yeah. put it on here. But then I thought you guys would give me shit about it. Oh, well. <laughs> Not that that necessarily stops me, but I'm glad you put it on. Well, <laughs> I can't deny, apart from that mo- meaningful moment, how often I play this song, how much I enjoy it. And the fact you can look at it in multiple meetings, obviously the real Franz Ferdinand, the context around relationships and breakups and the like. Dig this song a it's lot. It's more that the tempo changes halfway through the intro, and that's fucking cool. That's just straight up cool. Well, in that case, maybe we should do the intro. Here we go. Go for it, son. Yeah, again, oh, yeah. to not get sued. We have to find it out there. Probably should have started from that point. <laughs> yeah, Learning as we go. Franz Ferdinand's <laughs> Take Me Out. What a what a song. And yes, some will say too mainstream because it was a darling of the indie scene. But that song was no, not, it's never, definitely an never indie. meant to be a big poppy hit. Which is why you yeah. can't make the call on how popular it got. More about how it feels. All right, well, yeah. you got number five, Wayne. Okay, so this is... I don't know if this... This is the only song I know from this band. And I don't know. I think they're from. I know they're from. I think they're from Australia. They may even be from Perth. <laughs> Tame Impala. Yeah. They are? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this song is called. Is now checking? I, I'm assuming so. It's called "Feels Like We Only Go Backwards," and I know nothing of this band. Although I was at this. I want to say it's a festival, but I fucking hate festivals. It was some kind of music event, and the dude came on stage, and I was like, "That motherfucker's cool." Like he's just, I don't know what it was, what it was about his shit, like the way he was dancing and pulling and shit with his hair. I was like, he was kind of cool. I was like, yeah, I kind of get that everyone would fuck him, which is odd because he's not a quintessentially like good looking guy. Yeah, but, but front people have to be super charismatic and super desirable, even if they're not conventionally beautiful. That's uh, very true. Very true. And so, um, and that itself was like, okay. But then I heard this song and I'm like, well, this is the dreamiest shit I ever heard. I didn't expect you motherfuckers to kick this out. What's my favorite Tame Impala song? It's something that's also very dreamy. So that's clearly their, their thing. Must be because this is the only song I know of theirs. And it's, um, oops, it's just the shit. So uh, go ahead, please. <laughs> Smash my phone into the <laughs> desk. Well done. Good podcasting. Excellent. It's not like I've had beers. Oh, wait, I have. 
2000s. Oh, fuck off. It's from 2000 till now. <laughs> 2000 to 2000. I it was like 2009. <laughs> All right, well, hang no. on. If you want, I can no. put something else. But I'll tell you what, if this does well, I want to come back for the 2010s. Yeah, we can because do another I think one. That is the, I think that is the best decade for indie music. Wayne, I said at the top of the episode, 2000, which part of <laughs> Mocking David Powell did you not listen to? Uh, I basically... All of it. Yeah. Because you're a sec. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Slash lovable sidekick. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll swap this out, but feel free to keep all that no, in. I'm so keeping it all in because yeah, you're an okay. idiot. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Okay. All that's right. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swap it out with another one. Well, what, give me an honorable mention. Stick it in there. All right. And make sure it's from 2000 to 2009. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now that Paul has informed me that my, cho- <laughs> <laughs> that my choice was, in fact, a 2012 thing, which I thought was 2000s, but it meant 20, 2000 to 2010. I'm going to have to pick a song that I always dug from uh, a Canadian chanteuse named Feist. Uh, oh, yes. You like some Feist? Okay. I do like Feist, yeah. Okay, so, uh, so 2000. Likes it as a number 11, but 2005 all right. song. <laughs> uh, and it's called Musha Boom, Paul. Musha Boom. Okay. Uh, so I want you to maybe take it from kind of the middle. Make a home from rented house. Oh, 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 and we'll collect the moments one by one. I guess that's how the future's done. Oh, 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 oh. how many acres, how much light tucked in the woods and out of sight? Talk to the Wayne losing the Perth vote, <laughs> gaining the Canadian vote. Well done. Now that I, I would care. funny the thing is, right? Because my, my because when people say what kind of music do you like, I actually say this is embarrassing, but I would say my genre is adult contemporary. Um, <laughs> and I heard um, Nora Jones was once asked by an interviewer, like, "Who are you listening to?" And she said, "I, I listen to someone called Feist." And I was like, "Let me look that up." And I'm like, "Holy shit, I love this stuff!" So. <laughs> There you go. Uh, adult contemporary breeds adult contemporary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back over to Beatizel on the other side of Australia. Right. What is your number four, sir? All right. My number four. This is where I just absolutely lose the vote because I'm staying in the joyful poppy space. And I'm here for you. Uh, I got news Thanks, for you. That, uh, no, wait. <laughs> my next song's Joyful. Well, there you go. <laughs> we'll uh, see, th- this one, This one I love because this is just a pocket little joy and it's the centre track in a very depressing album from a British band called Noah and the Whale whose first band was... Who, whose first album was pure folk, just folk. This album, they really experimented with strings and different kind of instrumentation. And it, the whole album is about this breakup. And in the middle of the album, there's this track called Love of an Orchestra. It's less than two minutes long. It's got this beautifully fast tempo, strings galore. I just love this track. If you gotta run, run from hope. 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 for me please there be just given that was what you wanted to open with the opening of the track what were they saying <laughs> if you've got to run run from hope okay 
Because at some stage I thought it was if you've got a, I don't know. Bum, bum from home? Yeah, there was some <laughs> bum, bum came into my I knew it was run. Uh, I thought it might be run from home, but you're saying hope. So run I from hope, yeah. I yeah. kind of... Uh, uh, like, now now I'm looking at the lyrics, that. I see you are quite correct, sir. So, yeah. And wow. like I said, it's, th- it's this little pocket of joy in the middle of this very depressing album about a breakup. And this song is just about how fucking wonderful music is. You know, of carrying the love of an orchestra. Like, it's just... God, I love That's that interesting. Song. So, it almost feels like there's a concept album where we just got one message to say, and then hang on, but at the same time, it, we don't want to destroy you. So, yeah, it is a concept album. They actually made the entire thing as a short film as wow. well. So, there is this 45 minute short film, which is all set to the soundtrack. Um, and it's very cool, actually. It's very well produced. There's a rock band. If we ever do rock bands of this decade right now, this podcast long, runs long, long enough, uh, Chevelle, which they did a concept album very recently where every song bleeds into the other. And it's a story yeah, the whole right. thing's telling. It. That's really ballsy because albums are over. The last time anyone yeah, said, this album, is, they're always playing singles now. Yeah, it's true. like, what's on the chart? What's on the this? What's on the that? So, yeah. I mean, I, I still love the idea. Albums, the idea yeah. of them is cool. Nice. All right. My number four, then, like I said, it is, it's not as mainstream as, as a couple of the one on my list are, because Wayne is working very hard here behind the scenes to uh, make this all... <laughs> I'm just checking that my fucking years are correct now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine is absolutely correct. This is a song that you cannot be angry or upset or hurt or feeling bad after listening to the whole thing. I know what song you're about to say. Do you? Go yeah, on. Is it Ruby? Yes! Yeah, I knew it! <laughs> it's Ruby from the Kaiser Chiefs. A band which should never have made it. Though I think their musical <laughs> talent is is probably on the other side of average, really, as, as an overall conglomerate. That's so. But holy shit, this song it is just gets your heart to sing. The lyrics are fun <laughs> as fuck. The riff is brilliant. I love this song. It's oh, it's probably in my it, top yeah. thirty songs of all time. Really, that is where this one falls. Ruby by the Kaiser Chiefs. Here we go. <laughs> doesn't matter it's about being in love with a chick so much that (laughs) the rest of the world doesn't matter and who hasn't been in that position boy girl oh god i've had my ass kicked by that very emotion many many times i think they really capture it in this really special way and even some of the 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 lyrics in it are great you know let it freeze the clocks and you know it doesn't matter you know what it is when you're that in love it's kind of sickening to other people and it's really like last night i went to a party paul and this girl said to me who i know she's like I'm in this relationship. It's the first two week, two months. And she points to me, I'm in love with that man. And I thought to myself, <laughs> and you told me that instead of killing yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, a little like that, a little like that. <laughs> but there you are. Okay, very nice, very nice. Okay, so my number four. My, my lyrics that I really love. Please, please. Due to lack of interest, tomorrow is cancelled. Is that in that song? Yeah. Ooh. Let the clocks be reset and the pendulum's held because there's nothing at all except the space in between finding out what you're called and repeating your name. I think that is <laughs> as good as <laughs> Obsession gets. Under this song, has he already hooked up with her or is he now... Because he's finding out her name, which means he probably didn't fuck her yet, which now he's just stalking her. Yeah, he's stalking her. Yeah, well, he likes stalking songs. He could go right <laughs> next to Sting. <laughs> 
You that people, uh, a vote for Paul think? is a vote for Storky. Oh! <laughs> Playing that game. Well, glad I've got three songs left for both of you. Excellent. Hootie and the Burnfish. Nice work. Okay. Uh, okay, cool. My number four is a is by a group called Keen. K-E-A-N-E. Mm-hmm. And uh this they they're an interesting ass, like kind of a Brit pop. Well, not Brit pop. They're just a British ass band. Okay. Uh but they are somewhat indie, and the song that I like from them is called is it any wonder? And so not somewhere only. No, we know. not somewhere only we know. Which I initially thought of. Feel free to listen after this show for a blooper on on Paul putting his foot in my ass with no Vaseline. What was it called again? It's called "Is It Any Wonder." Right, okay. And uh, Is it any wonder we're having to do this again? Exactly. Now it's cool because, as I said, the song. <laughs> Has a guitar riff at the beginning where they use a piano to synthesize it, and it sounds kind of cooler. Uh, and, I, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, maybe according to Beatles, Lily Allen covered this song. No, they covered no, the no, one no. that I initially covered. Oh, the one that we covered. I am mistaken. It's okay. We're happening to us all today, Paul. <laughs> but for uh, the record, this is a perfect meld between lyrics and, and music, in my opinion. Go ahead. That's a piano, believe it or not. Is it really? Yeah. Old favorite of mine. Old favorite. Wow. Yeah. Most obscure. I'll give you that one. Deep Purple did very similar stuff. Most of the Deep Purple guitar stuff you hear is actually the organ. Really? Is that right? Yeah. See, now yeah. that's some shit that happened back in, like, when I was in high school. There was a bunch of <laughs> no, goddamn you goths. high school when Deep Purple were playing. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They liked Deep Purple because it was like, well, that's really nice and hipster. Stuff that's not even from this era. Let's play some Van Morrison next. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, All right, Bezel, number three. All right, here we go. Keeping on the indie pop trend. This is my favorite band of all time. Melbourne-based band, The Lucksmiths. Whoa. Whoa. Never had a hit. They were together for 20-odd years. I was very lucky to see them live, I think, three times in their run. Nice. And this is another one that was very... I knew this band would make the list. I didn't know which song. It took me a long time to narrow it down because, again, they released five albums in the 2000s and every single one is perfect. The album that this song comes from, Warmer Corners, is their first album where they added a fourth guitarist, which meant that they added a lot of cool riffs. Fucking hell. Yes. Yeah, and it is just amazing it's jangly it's poppy it's upbeat i chose this song for a couple of reasons the song is called sunlight in a jar and it is the sweetest song about fucking you will ever hear (laughs) afternoon delight (laughs) it has some genius lyrics in it like one of my favorite lyrics of all time like a self-help manual that's been written in braille the more that we touch the more we learn about our failings it's just about having awkward sex and I think this is a really good gateway song for the Lucksmiths because it's really accessible, really poppy. Let's give it a go. Go from the top, but I don't know. It is a long intro. Oh, <laughs> maybe I should fade in after a few seconds. How's yeah, that come in maybe, let's go 10 seconds in. Maybe. Now, here is B-Dizzle's efforts to bring the Lucksmiths back. It <laughs> That's is. like a groupie. If you're like, your feet have never had a hit, but you've oh, seen them three times. You were groupie, sunlight baby. Sunlight in a yeah. jar.
Just get to the lyrics, but uh, I like the bopping the song. <laughs> it actually was nice. Oh my god! So this band is twee as fuck. Twee is my like. Twee is my style. It's like jangle pop, boppy. You know, these guys literally sing songs just about the weather. Like, you know, like I mean, not every song twee. has to mean something. And this album in particular, they brought in a lot of horns as well. And I love some horns in a boppy song. So yeah, yeah. The, check out that entire album. It's very say, good stuff. Did you say that was where they brought in four guitars? So Sorry, like a, I meant a fourth member, so a second guitarist. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, no, where's the fourth oh, yeah, That makes one? more sense. Okay. <laughs> no, I heard a bass, yes. I heard a rhythm, I heard a lead. And it's like, yeah. where's the fourth yeah. guy? <laughs> yeah, before this, they didn't have a, a lead guitarist, yeah. Very nice, B-Dizzle. Thank you for that one. My number three is a song that was a constant on my running playlist for a long, long time. And at the top of the episode, I think... I can't remember if it was on mic or off mic. It was that long ago because this episode's been going for a while. <laughs> we talked about how Radiohead moved from being uh, a studio label into uh, being an independent really? label when they started publishing their own music because they wanted to get away from the kind of... And I am the first person to admit, you've lost me, Radiohead. The last couple of albums <laughs> are complete fucking trash. But back in the 2000s, they were still on my radar and still really resonating for me. And this song has a great beat to run to. As well as just, it's just Radiohead, I think, the best of their early stuff with the best of their latter stuff combined. It's Jigsaw falling into place from their first independent album, and it goes a bit like this. I know very little of Radiohead. I know Creep and like that's it. Creep was early 90s. Way back 90s. in the day. Yeah. 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 Um, so I mean, I mean <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves but if we ever do a countdown of 90s songs of all time or alternative yeah. rock or whatever Creep's going to be right up there. So, so 10 Pixies song got it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that song fucking does it for me and I was so pleased I saw that became independent at that point so I could get Radiohead on here yeah. somewhere because if we had the, the top 10 worst albums of the 2010s slash 2020s Radiohead would feature for me wasn't there some furor about that album when it came out where because it was the first indie label it was I can't remember there was some issue with the release where it was like it was free on some they, they let it go free for like some people mm. and some shit like that I can't remember that does sound like a Radiohead thing to do yeah, but I can't yeah. specifically recall it myself alright well, what's your number three okay my number three is definitely the most non-indie indie everyone knows this one it's Mr. Brightside by The Killers <sighs> okay considered it this might pop up somewhere I knew yeah. you'd never have the other guys would never have this on here but you know Fine. there's something in particular about this song that I always dug there's a line in it that goes now they're going to bed, and my stomach is sick, and it's all in my head, but she's touching his chest. Now. Mm. Yeah. Now, <laughs> what that is actually called, it's a songwriting thing called Deceptive Resolution, where you're expecting the artist to sing a certain word, or and, but they sing against what you actually do. So they want, it sounds like he's going to say, but she's touching his dick, 
because it rhymes with sick. But he says chest, and what happens is you get two concurrent ideas running at the same time. She says my stomach is sick, and it's all in my head. But now she's touching his, his chest, chest instead of dick. Now he takes yeah. off her dress. And I always thought that was quite nice, fun kind of songwriting. And I'm like, this is kind of cool. And also the fact that he's using whatever filter he's using where it sounds like he's singing behind the music, almost through a radio mic. Yeah. Well, you just say yeah. yourself one vote, Wayne. Really? Friend of ours, Glenn, if he listens to this episode, will absolutely vote you now. You're a fan, is he? he it's his favorite song of all time. Is we it? shit about it all the time. Mr. Mr. Brightside from song. The Killers. Yeah. Where do you want to come from? Uh, shit. Why don't you just pick any place in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> you know, why don't you start with that fucking part, that, that bit that I talked about? So that's <laughs> see, it's a catchy little bitch right there. Absolutely, um, <laughs> what, what, it's is. one of the all-time great songs. And that Brandon Flowers, he's a Mormon, but he drinks and smokes, and he's like, "Fuck you!" I kind of so like that. He's not really a Mormon. He's a lapsed Mormon. <laughs> the point is, he's bucking the trend, of, and his family's probably upset with him, which is very indie. Yeah. So <laughs> your family even says you want when you're paying for their fucking retirement and their whatever else. So exactly. Yeah. I'm sure, they're not pissed at anymore. <laughs> Two to go. B Dizzle. All right. What do you got for Number us? Number two. This is where I leave the indie pop behind and go back to deep, deep depression. Because the only <laughs> thing I love more than a poppy banger is a bitter song. And you might remember, Paul, I think it was, you know, four or five hours ago now that you mentioned the Mountain Goats. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here we go. Are we long? Are we really long? Aren't we? Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. But here, here we go with the Mountain Goats from their 2002 album Tallahassee, which is a concept album. It's about this couple who buy a house in Tallahassee in Florida and absolutely fucking hate each other. And this track... Why else would you buy a house? <laughs> you know what they also should have done? They should have had three kids. <laughs> this track from halfway through the album called No Children is where they kind of just... Everything comes to a head and everything comes out and they hate each other's fucking guts and the chorus just repeats, I hope you die, I hope we both die. <laughs> and it is brilliant songwriting. Just go from the top. I absolutely really? love this Can we not song. go from the chorus? <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think the verses are short. I think we'll get to the chorus if you take it from the top. I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight. And I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late. And I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down. And I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away. And I never come back to this town again. That was all longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just relax, Paul. It's all good. Oh, the next line is, I hope uh, I lie and tell everyone you're a good wife. And I hope you die. I what hope I we like, both die. What I like about this 
Is he's not like he's not saying, yeah, well, maybe we can save this. He's like, I hope all the oh, shit we no. did turns to shit. And I hope yes. the middle of the album. What happens in the latter part of the yeah. concept album? Oh do my I... god, it goes so much darker. Oh, does someone does someone murder someone? <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna spoil anything because the album's fantastic. Right, but okay. this song in particular is just the best. The first line of the next verse is I hope I cut myself shaving tomorrow. I hope it bleeds all day long. Like just he just <laughs> re- he, this guy hates his life and he hates his wife. Just fucking leave her. <laughs> no, then you don't have an album, Paul. <laughs> that's absolutely. So that's my number 2. I like oh, the idea of turning that... your pain into art and then it's useful. <laughs> is that the first time we've had a crossover of bands on this list thus far? I think it is. It yeah. is. So there you go. Yeah. The indie darlings the Mountain Goats. <laughs> get this far my number two is my other song on this you cannot find anywhere and I don't understand why it was a b-side on this band's single or something or I can't remember which single it was doesn't matter this is my favorite song from their band it's not their best song objectively it's just my favorite song and it's so far away from what they normally do that I can see why they released it as a b-side so you can get it in some places in the world you cannot get it in the UK you cannot get it in Australia it's two more years from Block Party has anyone heard uh. This song. I know of Block Party. Do you know of yeah, Block I know Party? Block, I, I had a Block Party song on my shortlist, yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Well, it's nice to know. I think this song is absolutely fantastic. And again, comes out at a time of my life where I was going through a lot of this shit, breakups and whatever else. So that I'm sure that's why it resonates. But when we started this list, it was my first go-to song. Like, okay, that one needs to be on it. I couldn't, and I was stunned that it wasn't on my iTunes list. And then I went looking for it and couldn't find it. And then go to YouTube and all the comments like, where the fuck is this and why isn't it out there? And there's no definitive answer because of course there's not. But it is from a band which is, hardcore is not the right word. They're just very upbeat and very kind of rocky. But this is a much more mellow kind of lamentation about a breakup, I think, and, and how we maybe one day could hopefully potentially get back together. Jesus, cheer up, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> familiar with that one yeah it's it's again it's very much a b-side very out there and I, it just hit me at the right time in my life it's got a music video so they obviously put a little bit of money into it but yeah have you ever heard that one billy i have yeah i had this modern love by block party on my short there list there for a little while so yeah good band good song thanks nice. sir all right wayne over to you if you're number two very nice my number two is uh an artist who i have always considered to straddle the line perfectly between post strokes indie kind of cool and Pop appeal. He's an, it's a Scottish fella, but his name is Italian as fuck. <laughs> his, it's Paolo Nutini. And his song is called New Shoes. And literally... Never heard of this really? guy. Really? Because yeah. I really thought you'd have heard of this guy, Paul. I no. mean, uh, Billy. Because now I actually heard this song on, on, a, on a commercial, which is really like kind of whatever. But <laughs> I'm like, I love this fucking song. You can go straight from the top on this one. Very interesting. <laughs> Woke up cold one Tuesday I'm looking tired and feeling quite sick I felt like there was something missing in my day-to-day life So I quickly opened the wall 
Grab some jeans and a t-shirt that seemed clean Topped it off with a pair of old shoes that were ripped around the seams And I thought these shoes just don't suit me Hey, I put some new shoes on and suddenly everything's right That's right, the song is just about how happy his shoes made him <laughs> Which I kind of love on Shock. some level Horror. Hey, I, I know you think I'm a bit of a dandy, but I actually only have about four pairs of shoes. I'm just saying. <laughs> 97 jackets. <laughs> uh, yes, old fan of that one. And uh, it was I'm sure it was on like a probably a shoe advertisement, <laughs> to be honest. But some some kind of you know, whatever Makes like sense. the it wasn't like a Nike ad, it was like something a little more, you know. All right. So there you go. I think we're getting a wind up from a Billy's better half. Oh, so. Sorry. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> we we gotta we got move on to our number ones. B Dizzle, what is your favourite indie song of the 2000s? Oh, right. Here we go. Are you guys familiar with a group called The Postal Service? No. No. Okay. I said honestly. Postal Service is a duo. It's a collaboration made up of Ben Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie, who oh, I nearly yeah. had on the list but decided they were too big. A collaboration <laughs> between him and, <laughs> and producer Jimmy Tamborello. And they're called The Postal Service because they wrote and produced these tracks by recording their own segment, sending the track through the mail to the other person. Wow. Who would then record their segment, what? send it back, like snail mail style. They only ever released one album, which is Give Up from 2003. And this song is called Such Great Heights. You may have probably heard some covers of this song. It's been very widely covered. I think there was a cover used in Garden State from memory. Oh, Zach Braff But this original version, it's really kind of electronica indie pop like it kind of sits in a style of its own but i just absolutely love this song it's got a long ass intro paul so let's go from i don't know go 40 seconds in let's see what happens here we go <laughs> i'm thinking it's a sign but the freckles in our eyes are mirror images and when we kiss they're perfectly I'm not sure you can get much more indie than being mailed <laughs> samples <laughs> of a song That's like I, from the audience, yeah. from the band members from one to the other. So I totally yeah. get this choice. And, and obviously it's I your favourite. this song. Nice yeah, it's vocals, just... but what's going on with that trebly crackle? What's that? Yes. I don't That's know what purpose? it is. That's on purpose? What is it? What's the, going yeah, on here? The production, production of these tracks the mail. are fantastic. <laughs> no, I don't, think it's this, I don't think it's the story. Anyway, very I interesting. I think it's on purpose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely on purpose. All right, yeah. there you are. There we go. That's my number one. Okay, very interesting. And my my number one is from a band which I don't know anyone other than one mate of mine who I went and saw them live when they backed the Danny Warhols with that knows anything about them. And in my mind, though, this was their first big song which got onto the radar and I think maybe made the hottest 100 of the year it came out, but I'm not even sure about that because it is that indie. It's from the Silver Sun Pickups. <laughs> yeah. And it's a song that Wayne's been subjected to on numerous occasions. Uh, but... I my favorite song of theirs is from the next decade, so we'll revisit this topic should we ever get there. It's called Lazy Eye, and it's a, a song which is as thrashy and as full on alt rock as I am. And when they played this song live, I got those tingles and everything else. Probably got a little bit hard, if I'm really honest, because this song is totally my jam. And unlike every other song on this, can go from the top.
And if you knew me, you would know how long I spent trying to learn that whole opening <laughs> intro on the guitar. Look, it goes from there and it really gets really thrashy in the middle and all of which I love this song. It's one of those songs I never, ever skip and it's why. It's my number one. I wonder if their Excellent guitars pick. actually have a Silver Sun pickup on it. I'm, not, I'm just, I'm just wondering. <laughs> Maybe that's the sound you need, Paul. <laughs> All right, we Very haven't nice. we haven't done recaps of lists or whatever because we're so gone. long. We have. We're just going to go straight into it, and well, maybe we need to do a quick recap at the end just for the choice spinners of the world. Oh, Wait, that. what's your number one first of all? My number one is a Paper Planes by M.I.A. Oh, do you know wow. this song? Because I love this song, and I heard it first probably um, on the trailer to Pineapple Express. <laughs> I thought this song was after 2010, is it? No, 2000. Oh, here we go again. Hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Jesus Christ. According to what I've written here, it is like <laughs> a... <laughs> Hang on, hang on, hang on. 2008. Okay. Oh, there you go. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> Thank God. But I do love it, and I actually think that the mood of this song fits that trailer perfectly, and I just love... Can I can go right from the beginning on this right, one, because the bomb bomb is really cool. of absolute class when we open with a song with the same lyrics twice over. But okay. That's some fun though, right? I mean, it's such a jam. It's a jam. <laughs> and at some point, it's got the... <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah, that is my number one, friend. All right, then, oh. Billy, give us your recap and then just run down, say, okay. five of your 27,000 oh, Yeah, that's going to be mentions. tough. <laughs> All right, so my number 10 was Sore Eyes by Bob Evans. Number nine, Girl Anachronism by the Dresden Dolls. Cocksucker by Frenzel Rom at number eight. <laughs> uh, the New Kid by Old 97s at seven. Uh, when Life Give Me Lemons, I Make Lemonade by The Boilies Likely To at number six. At number five, I've got Gus and Frank, The Umbrella Song. Love of an Orchestra by Nowhere in the Whale at number four. Sunlight in a Jar by The Luxmiths at three. No Children by The Mountain Goats at number two. And at number one, I had Such Great Heights by The Postal Service. I could do honorable mentions for like a million years. Like I mentioned, <laughs> like big bands like The Shins, The Strokes, Modest Mouse. Oh. But if I want to go some more like indie indie fred Astereo, anthony atkinson and the running mates darren hanlon the weepies eels decemberists the 88 uh, eve klein blue on, math and physics club marching band the guild league danny right, Walls, Billy, you're the one that get in trouble danny walls done <laughs> come on they're not indie sure they are. <laughs> if they're indie the minor one just changed real fast was on every fucking album well, ever that's made. why that's why i cut them off because they were they're too big too big yeah. through this period anyway in the 2010s absolutely became super indie yes, again they fell off yep. the radar uh all right then, because I'm, again, <laughs> conscious of Beatles needs to move. <laughs> My number 10 is This Year for the Mountain Goats. Number 9, Study She Goes by the Raconteurs. Number 8, 7, Nation Army by the White Stripes. 7, Everything's Gone Bad by the Perth-based Fergusons. 6, Come On, Come On from the Von Bondies. 5, Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. 4, Ruby for the Kaiser Chiefs. 3, Jigsaw Falling into Place by Radiohead. 2, Two More Years from Block Party. My number 1, Lazy Eye by the Silver Sun Pickups. And if I had... To pick five of these on my list. Here it goes again from OK Go. Really? 
Yeah. I like that one Another too. Song. Yeah, that's a good song. You yeah. sang from The Shins, Wolf yeah. Like Me from TV on the radio, Walking in a Dream Empire on the Sun, and the Heimrich Maneuver from Interpol is nice. rounding out Miley Swain. What do you got? Very nice. Whipping it out. Ten, Young Folks by Peter, Bjorn, and John. Nine, Honey, Honey by the Milk Carton Kids. Eight, Left Hand Free by Alt-J. Seven, Lake Michigan by Rogue Wave. Six, Little Secrets by Passion Pit. Five, Feist's Mushaboom. Four, <laughs> four, Somewhere Only We Know by Keith. No, wait. Four was motherfucking that other one by Jesus Keith. Christ. <laughs> um, you know the one. So, <laughs> three, The Killers, Mr. Brightside. Two, Paolo Nutini, New Shoes. And number one was Paper Planes by M.I.A. Any honorable mentions, Wayne, or did you just get to the ten and you were very happy? <laughs> so I had to push them Given that you especially had to, like, you know, fake ten that made it. <laughs> New Soul by Yale Name was on an Apple commercial once and I really loved it. There you go. <laughs> All right. That's <laughs> it for our list today. What about yours? Wrap up every episode of The Countdown with your feedback on the topic at hand in a segment that we call The Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Talk about. Pop 10. Kicking off with Luke Alexander, who said Kids and Electric Feel by MGMT. Big and fan. Somewhere Only We Know by Keen, i.e., the song which almost <laughs> made it into the episode. <laughs> Jonas Lander said, we wasn't sure what we were calling indie, but he decided to go with the Arctic Monkeys are, but they headlined Glastonbury, so he went with Brian Storm by the Arctic Monkeys, Good and Ready by Detention, and What Makes a Good Band by The Heavy. Okay. <laughs> Jamie Davies said, When You Were Young by The Killers, When The Sun Goes Down by Arctic Monkeys, and Gravity's Rainbow by The Claxons. I actually know of that band. There you go. <laughs> It's great just filling out people's indie playlists. Darren Clark's at Gorillas Feel Good Inc. The Strokes last night and Franz Ferdinand Take Me Out. So. Wait, a Gorillas fucking indie? I don't know. I, I don't know. I got a sound yeah. that's a bit like that, but uh, yeah, okay. Josh Raglan said, Do you realize by the flaming lips, Wake Up from Arcade Fire and The Funeral by Band of Horses? Matt Evans said MGMT's Time to Pretend, Greenskeeper's Lotion. And that is funny, that song. <laughs> uh, and Ween, all live requests, 2003, the starting in parts one to five, all laid down consecutively for the first time. Okay. Is that Push a Little Daisies? Yeah, the same band. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mina Harker, aka Dan, said Fools by Diane Birch, Underground by Meg Myers, and Lonely Town by Brandon Flowers. Obviously doing his own thing at some point there. Hmm. Your co-host, Billy David Powell from We Watched a Thing podcast said... Oh, God, I can only imagine what this is. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, <laughs> 15 Feet of Pure White Snow. Somebody told me from The Killers, if that counts, and Placebo, Slave to the Wage. I would have had Special K on here if I thought Placebo really was legitimately yeah. a indie band. I don't think they are. I think they're a bit too mainstream. For me, personally, Philip Meany said Interpol, who did Leif Erickson, Modest Mouse's The Stars, The Projectors, and The Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's Maps. Gee, the yeah, like yeah, song. song comes up everywhere when you talk about indie. <laughs> that, ma that map song is wicked, though. I do like it. <laughs> Last couple here. Lee Allen Thomas said, Doves Pounding. I don't know which is which. Oh, yeah. Doves must be the band. Cort Cortinas said, What Took You So Long? And White Stripe Seven Nation Army. And lastly, Antoine said, I know it's fuck all about indie music. So <laughs> Welcome with that to my said, world. Phoenix, If I Ever Feel Better, Franz Ferdinand Take Me Out, and The Strokes Someday. Nice. Very that nice. Is it from our listeners? Thank you to everyone who got back to us. We couldn't get to. We really greatly appreciate your time. B Dizzle, we appreciate your time even My more man. for sitting here man. for a very long recording today. Thank you so much oh, for putting up with time. me having to queue up songs <laughs> and Wayne putting songs that shouldn't be on the list on there. <laughs> How do the good folks? They should all know that. It's been nah, years. This, 
this has been awesome. Anytime, I definitely want to come back for 2010s indie because I think that's actually been the best decade now mm. that like like true indie bands, you can find them through streaming. Like, that's true. Once it's, it's The doors open wide, didn't they? You're absolutely yeah. right. And I, I reckon yeah. I would fall, maybe not as low as Wayne. But, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Look around for a dick ball and if you find one, eat it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, this has been awesome. If if you want to hear more of me, you can find me anywhere at We Watched a Thing, WeWatchedAThing.com and on all socials at We Watched a Thing. Usually oh, yeah. talking movies, but I don't know, this has opened the gates. Maybe some music talk. Why not? Why not? You know, you just gotta be brave enough to edit in the, the bits and pieces as you go yeah. and wait to get slapped on the wrist by by EMI or wherever, yes. wherever else. I'm sure yeah. it will happen one day. Until then we will we're advertising you. We're not fucking exactly. making money off record you. labels. We're advertising you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, look, how do you find us, Wayne? Uh, search for The Countdown Podcast. Find all our socials. Go to our website, thecountdownpodcast.com, or send us an email at thecountdownpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Podbean, where we host. Check out the Facebook listener community. Links in the show notes. And, of course, our Patreon feed, which is part of those socials. Hit us up there if you want to hear a whole bunch of extra content, starting, really, this week from the newly revamped stuff where we will be going through our thoughts on the next five episodes of The Last of Us Booyah. at the time of this recording. So thank you so much to everyone for joining us today. We'll tell you what's happening for episode four. Once we figure it out. Fourteen. Very <laughs> shortly. We haven't decided yet, but uh, you will know when we do. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Paul. My name is Wayne. My name is Pete Izzle. And this has been The Soundboard. You can't handle the truth. Indies music is what Wayne thinks it is, but it really isn't. We'll catch you next time. See ya. This will be because we're here. See you. Right, so anyway, this band, everyone, is a British band, a British band, and they're probably a little well-known. You guys may or may not know them. They're called Keen. Keen. K-E-A-N-E. And they have a song called... Oh, oh yes. Right? Yes. They're called, the song is called Somewhere Only We Know, and it's a very yeah, interesting yeah. kind of track, because these guys have made odd decisions. Like, for example, the opening... <laughs> Being called Keen. Key, I know, right? The opening of this song is actually a guitar riff, but they've chosen to play it on a piano, and it mm. sounds kind of somehow better as a result. I know. You'll, you'll hear it. Just go straight from the top. Somewhere Only We Know. It's great. So I believe this song was covered by Lily Allen at one point. Yes, it was in a very yeah. uh, kind of like a like a low-slung version, which is yeah. also kind of fun, to be honest with you. Mm. But honestly, yeah. the, the, the music and the lyrics in this thing sit down, they have a nice little chat. It's really, really well yeah. put together as a song. Well, when you're covered by an indie person yourself, themselves, then that must be the indies <laughs> of like the indie. It's like meta-indie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a beautiful stop-motion commercial, actually. It's for a I know exactly the one. It's Christmas beautiful. Time, and it is fucking gorgeous. It's with, so beautifully animated. Right? Yeah. With the Lily Allen version. I know. But this is yes, the original yeah. right here. So uh, yeah. dial it up, Polly. All right. Here we go. That ain't it. Mm, yeah, this is it. Shit, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm totally putting this in the fucking episode. <laughs> I do like this one too. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
fuck? It is. Yeah, this is the wrong one. <laughs> I think the Lily Allen one is the piano one, isn't it? No, the one what I'm thinking the of is. Fuck, um, Wayne. No, sorry, cunt lips. Um, it's um. <laughs> oh, a different song entirely. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to believe that we're not the best podcast in the world. <laughs> Other times, you get this. All right, the song is actually "Is It Any Wonder." <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> How about you just start this whole thing again? Okay. A whole <laughs> conversation about a song that's not on a list. <laughs> I'm just glad there's a there's a guest here to witness this fuckery. Okay. You know what? When I say hit it, Paulie, you can just play the right song and it will all work. If no, you wanted to come back. it somewhere. You said somewhere only we know. Oh, you're right. Yep. So you're going to start from the top. You're right. You're right. Okay. We're coming back. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. This is at the very end. Um, now you know what I have to deal with and the guests have to deal with. Wayne, thank you for being part of this show. We'll catch you next time. See ya. My apologies, everyone. <laughs>